0: Hey, this is Romantic the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Curran. Let's roll.
1: 13. Oh, cool. pretty
0: good. said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have our first actual episode of the commitment arc.
2: Right off the bat, yeah, (laughs) I had to giggle when Mm -hmm. Clint calls himself the internet father, which I immediately thought was so cute. I was like, oh, like, immediately, I was like, oh, and then, uh, oh, God, I almost just called him Remy. I'm already in. I've been swept away. (laughs) She's too deep. Oh, God. (laughs) And then Griff rags on. I was like, no, like, internet daddy? That's not great. Like, that, I would be like, I can't. I can't handle that internet father is very sweet. So Clint, I'm, I'm so happy to call you my internet father. I'm down.
1: (laughs) Well, and you can, you know, I mean, in, in the supernatural fan, and we have some people that we call dad, which was a response to it being like a sexy times thing. It was kind of creepy, but then some people who work on the show started (laughs) calling each other dad. So then just to like, you know, to take it and and make it not weaponized in a a sexy way that it's just, um, Mm -hmm. we're reclaiming, we're reclaiming dad on the internet. (laughs) <laughs> speaking as our
0: resident freak on this show like i <laughs> even i was like no that's just sweet like that's just a nice yeah like he's been called podcast dad or i don't know he's he's the dad of this of this team here
1: yeah and that's super the way he's been with a fan base too i mean i think he's been he's yeah. been very parental with people and supporting them and um you know kind of having their backs sure. in, that, in that kind of virtual father way
0: agreed so this show's stance is that if clint wants to call himself internet father is that what he said <laughs>
2: yes he did say internet
0: father which that's why i was like why are they ragging- <laughs> something I- that says father <laughs> i think they're just i don't <laughs> know actually i have no idea oh boys it's okay they're
2: just they're just goofy
0: we're only speaking for us of course we wouldn't pretend right. to be speaking for other people just yet but at least for now no we're all cool here on romancing the zone that was very sweet <laughs> it wasn't weird it wasn't creepy no we appreciate clint mcelroy <laughs> so here's my question first impressions how's everybody feeling about this
1: now, Brittany, you want to start uh, i'm They're trying serious. to think about it
0: i can start I us am. off if we
2: all i was gonna say was world building is just so daunting yeah because with uh balance arc it started off pretty small like you know we're introduced to the boys and that's basically it well Gundren and whoever um whoever whoever because <laughs> he wasn't called Barry at the very beginning he was
0: that was why it was so he important. was called Sildar that was the moment he was Sildar and then never mind we won't get onto it right but right yeah it's I got
2: So here, he started out, I actually started writing names down, like Joe, Potts, Grace, Parsons, Hugh, Jonesy are the names I got. And then there were a ton more. And I was like, do I have to remember these? Oh, God. Like, (laughs) So I was trying to take notes just for understanding the story before I calmed my ass down. I was like... If they come back, <laughs> right, it's just fine. Enjoy you can it. know them then.
0: Yeah, But
2: then it's just, yeah, that building that world and understanding who everybody is and knowing that Clint probably just did this. Like there's not a book telling him who everyone is. He had to create it. I, yeah, like exactly. that just, yeah. uh, my mind is blown all the time. So initial thought, I was like, wow, this is uh, ambitious. And I'm excited. Oh,
1: yeah. That's a good word for it. Anne, what did you think? I think this is one of those things where you almost immediately realize like, oops, I'm all in because some small things happen, you know, that you think would not be a big deal. And you're like, Oh, that's really cool. I, I really like the direction that this is taking. And yeah, I think um, Clint, again, he wasn't starting with a book like Griffin was, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously, they, they, di- they diverged pretty severely pretty quickly from that. But he had Absolutely. he had the groundwork. And so I really admire that Clint's first experience GMing is a is a scratch build. I mean, even though it's it's modern times, I mean, everything else that he's building is kind of mm-hmm. unique to this world, and and he obviously spent a lot of time on those details. Yeah, he may not have a future in graphic design. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> the oh the, uh, the yep. 20. <laughs> I mean, it was
0: stunning. It is it is beautiful. It is beautiful. it is beautiful, and no, so no judgment. Beautiful. I mean, you know, I really see what he was going
1: for. It did.
0: <laughs> I will say, it did help a little bit. To yeah, be it, like, did, it oh, did. well, yeah. I, I get the the layout of the room. It's it more important. Yeah.
1: You know, the function is more important than the sort of aesthetics yeah.
2: of it too. I do wish that they had gone with the squat bartender though. <laughs> just like he's, he's got a very funny. squished face. Squished that would good. You know.
0: <laughs> just kind of looks like somebody sat on him. I don't know. It's just how he is. <laughs> like you said, uh, I already feel like I'm in, like I'm in this. And to me, it kind of feels like like when you are sitting in a movie, those first kind of minutes of a movie that you already know that you're going to love. Yeah. So you haven't seen this movie, but you're already so excited to be in that theater. Does that make sense? That was yeah. That's kind of how I feel about this Yeah, No, that makes
2: total arc. sense.
0: So yeah, so that's where I'm at. And I feel like my other thought was, as everybody was being reintroduced to us, it dawned on me that I was like, I will remember this in a couple weeks or months or what have you. And be like, oh, right. This was the moment I had to be reintroduced to these people who now I'm so in love with. <laughs> and I think that that's important that we already know that this is something that's going to mean something to me later
1: on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's definitely the advantage of being in this like new universe but with people that we already know create stuff that we like because there's this um you know there's this trust that we have with them about how they're how they're going to proceed and that you know if there's something that we're not clear on about the world at this point or that maybe doesn't quite make sense or all the things that are works in progress about it which is is honestly the most exciting part i think we know Mm -hmm. they're going to get there with it they're going to get there with the characters we're going to get there with the worlds together yeah and that's super cool
0: absolutely so again, we were reintroduced to these characters, specifically, of course, Nadia and Irene and Remy and Clint's entire cast that like he's... Oh my goodness. <laughs> but here's my, here was my thought on character voices themselves, like specifically character voices. Do you girls think that character voices are something that can and maybe should be developed over time? Or should they really lean into it from the start?
2: I think I can go either way with it. Like, I very much appreciate Justin and his devotion to a character (laughs) voice. And, like, I immediately, like, Irene talked, and I was like, oh, my God, she's adorable. Like, she's perfect. And then when Travis is like, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll get there, I could both see, like, he doesn't want to force something on her that doesn't feel right. But at the same time, it's hard to determine who's talking Sure. just because yeah. they're starting right now. And that is my one gripe with Griffin is that he basically is doing his voice as Remy, whereas I know he's got such oh. a cavalcade of voices in him. Okay. That I, I was hoping for something a little bit more like it was very much Magnus Travis where it's just okay. off enough that you can tell <laughs> if you're listening, but it's, it's hard. So I couldn't tell if he was going, if he would say something out of character or As Remy.
0: Okay, well, I'm about to speak a truth here, so I'm going to give Anne a chance to (laughs) hop in before I get to that
1: point. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm kind of on the same page, but maybe a little bit, not quite, because um, I've been uh, digging through the Mabim Bam back catalog, and I happen to be on one of the episodes where the Adventure Zone had just been launched, and they have an old ad for the Adventure Zone where they're doing these voices. I do not know what these voices are. I do not think they ever (laughs) use these voices on the show, and it's so bizarre to hear. Like, it's it's so strange, so I, I don't know if you come up with a voice and then it winds up going to a completely different place, then maybe that's not good. Like maybe you want to get to the point where Mm -hmm. it needs to be, you know, off mic Mm -hmm. rather. So, so, I mean, I I can respect their choice of saying, no, I'm not quite ready to do this. But then the flip side of it is that Justin busts out immediately this Irene voice. And it's, it's makes the difference between you listening to somebody describe what they're doing and you being able to fully visualize that this is another person who, who like yeah. exists in this world and, yeah. and having having like that mental picture of them so you know I really um I really appreciate that as a listener like appreciate that effort and that commitment to making that creative choice yeah it, it does help
0: well that's kind of where I'm at too and I'm glad I asked you girls this because you did kind of change my opinion a little bit or at least you changed how staunchly I was feeling about mm-hmm. this because my thought was that it It's worth it to just kind of jump in. Right. You don't have to fully commit to a voice, but do something. Because I think that if you just do a voice from the start it becomes synonymous with the character. Yeah. And it becomes almost like second nature when you're speaking as that character. Case in point being Taco, because Taco... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: glad you brought that up, because I was about to, that if you listen to episodes one, two, three, it's way different than what he ends up being.
0: It's completely different. But he made the choice at least to try, he was getting into the mindset of Doing a character Mm -hmm. voice, even though it wasn't the one that ended up being the one for the character. So that's where my thought is, is that, like, I totally respect Travis's decision to be like, I'm going to let myself find it. But I do wonder if he just went into it and did something, it could still change over time. And at least maybe this way he would kind of get into the mindset of it. Because I know Clint and Trav would often forget to do their character voices. Whereas I feel like Justin... Rarely ever had that problem. Yeah. And on the note of Griffin's character voice, I was going to say, to me, I hear it very clearly. Because I already am concerned about, I was like, I feel like Remy's already adorable to me. Mm -hmm. Which is just, I mean, nobody's surprised. But then his, the voice he chose for him Mm -hmm. sounded a little bit like his voice for Loop to me. And that was where I was like, oh no, this doesn't help me (laughs) not think Remy's super cute. So, that's just my two cents there. Can I jump
2: in really quick and say... Please. For me, because I watch, um, or I more listen to The Monster Factory at night. I let that sing me to sleep. Doesn't that give you
1: nightmares? (laughs) It actually
2: has. (laughs) I've woken up, and, like, something's in my brain. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I have no, you know, because it's it's gone in a minute. But um, it's definitely been the thing that's reverberating in my brain. But... Lately, what I've been waking up to is the boy mayor of Second Life. And I feel like
0: Remy's voice follows that. So <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> what are you talking about, Remy? So you're saying Remy will at one point become the mayor of Second Life. <laughs> God, I
1: hope so. Remy, you gotta run for office. <laughs> he does strike me as a person who would have played Second Life.
0: Oh, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> hmm
2: so again, it's one of those, and I was going to tease Danielle right now and talk about her uh, big old nerd crush on Griffin. Oh, good. That she <laughs> would definitely be able to tell his voice versus um, a made up voice, a character She's a voice. Um, to those
1: subtle, subtle differences as a, as yes. a Griffin I'm enthusiast. Like, Listen,
0: when he speaks normally, he sounds like this. But when
1: he speaks in <laughs> character, he sounds like this. Don't even get me started. I think I can hear you pushing up your glasses now.
0: I'm literally not even wearing my glasses right now, but like my hand did the gesture. (laughs) Everybody
1: sit down. down.
2: (laughs) The rest of the podcast is just going to be you dissecting the voice differences.
0: Okay, here's we go. Here, here's we go. Hear the voice differences. Thank you for calling me out. I appreciate it. Next topic.
2: (laughs) I thought pressing flesh sounded super gross. Oh my
0: God, it sounds disgusting, and
2: especially after him bragging on Clint about Internet Father, I'm like, I'd much rather hear Internet
0: Father than the amount of flesh. gross shit that Griffin says. You gotta take oh, a step boys. back here, my guy. <laughs> Sorry, that was Was that not literally that. a talking point that you wrote down? <laughs> I just wrote it down. I was like, I feel like is that, that your one thing up. that you're like, listen, That's we the gotta one address thing. this pressing flesh thing. <laughs> Oh, I have a much
2: worse one, not so much, and it's disgusting, but so we all know Griffin has some kind of fascination with elevators Mm
1: -hmm. and his
2: want to have an elevator in everything he does, minus jukeboxes so when clint brought up there's a jukebox in here i immediately perked up and i was like very excited i was like oh my god i have that same thing this is wait because i
1: did that in my campaign are are you like a i mean because i think griffin's thing is he he was a he's afraid of elevators so i think you know know, maybe maybe it's like a recurring dream thing i don't don't know he hasn't he hasn't ever said but he has said he's really afraid of elevators and then he keeps writing them in right have were you like nearly crushed by a jukebox it's,
2: no i have no. I'm zero fear i have a true love of jukeboxes but when i was doing my campaign the first thing i put in the in the tavern that i had everybody start in was a jukebox and of course they were all like you know this is true D&D realm. We're in Faerun, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's just a little gnome in there playing songs. You give him a penny and he plays, but he's, he's in like, a box and his name is Juke or something. <laughs> and so of course they all were giggling about that. But so when Clint, I was like, that would be my thing is like, no matter what world we're in, no matter what the realm, a jukebox will show up in some form and everyone will be delighted yeah. with it. So.
1: I really, I did really like that detail. Like when we were talking about Clint's world building, I thought the the sort of loving description of the, mm-hmm. the high tech jukebox was was definitely that was that was a fun uh, yeah. thing. Yeah,
0: it was one of those things when he was describing the room. I was immediately like, "This right. is, this is important." Like <laughs> he was talking about how many tables there were, how who was sitting out like how many people were sitting at what table. The the jukebox was playing. And this right. is what it was playing. And this is who requested it. I yep, was like, yep, yep. all of this is leading to something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's something. And I feel like I this should be is paying very why... close attention. I was out on my walk, so right. I didn't get to pay a ton of attention. I didn't get to, like, write anything down. Yeah.
2: I was at work, so I'm, like, half answering emails, half drawing, writing little notes, which is why I end up with notes <laughs> saying pressing flesh and fantastical jukebox. <laughs> 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 That's are the key all I got. Elements I'm is
1: taking away. Yeah, I, don't, I, I was thinking he was describing the room, and I was having Max Funcon flashbacks. Is that what the room looked like at Max Funcon? No, I mean there was no jukebox and no like high tech mm. screens, but yeah, it was uh, it was all like standing tables, like high tables, so that you could oh, there with sure. no chairs, and there was a bar with, with a, a squish face. Tenors. And it was definitely uh, yeah, and there were swag bags. I'm uh, still bummed mm-hmm. I didn't go to Max Fun Con. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, you know, I I did text you from the bathroom at the mixer because did. I was terrible with people, so I'm I'm I understand Nadia being like, how about I not do this? <laughs> oh, it's mandatory. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it's true. In I would have been your Remy only like we would actually get along, and I would have been like, look,
1: I grabbed thirty sliders. Come on with me. We're good. There were no sliders. There was there was a giant a giant uh, pretzel rope though. Into it, that. yeah. I'm yeah. down. Close enough.
2: <laughs> I just have uh, when they read the list and they all kind of rag on like we're actually reading this whole fucking list out loud and I, <laughs> I had to laugh at that because i was like God, this is such a meeting I would have to be in and like okay everybody we're all gonna read this oh. thing out loud and we're like oh good <laughs> Lord we can all read like why. Why do we have to read this out loud, paragraph by paragraph? <laughs> so you're saying that Clint brought some realness. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt like I was in an office meeting, and I felt bad because I very much spaced out of the podcast, like I do at meetings, <laughs> when I'm just like, I don't even. Like, I was like, wait, no, I should be paying attention. This will be funny eventually. And then, of course, it was. And I know you ladies don't really have office jobs where you have to sit through Mm-mm. And listen to that. So that was no. very true to life, and be very glad that that is not your reality, because it is—it is as fun as it is. Yeah, bless. as they make yeah. it sound <laughs> there, which is not much. I wish I could fast forward. Like we're twelve in, okay, and the
1: rest and helicopter sounds, and now we're done. <laughs> Propeller spinning <laughs> transition for you. Next
0: time you're in a meeting, just stand up, and be like, "Okay, smash cut to the last oh question." God, I'm gonna and do that.
1: Let's go. <laughs> just gonna try be great. It. Is, is food provided at these meetings, though? Like, usually, like, could you make a, a pyramid oh. out of, I don't know, probably not sliders, like donuts or something? Mm,
2: sometimes, sometimes donuts, sometimes um, little individual Reese's cups. Mm. So that's something you I could make a pyramid ones? out of. Like the little, little what ones. We, we can't spring for fancy oh, the, the things.
1: King There's no yes. king size going on here. Only <laughs> if we're lucky. That is, that is an odd choice, the p- peanut butter cups. <laughs> it's, it's a quick thing you throw on the table
0: fair enough everybody
2: <laughs> likes them who doesn't like peanut butter and chocolate if you don't like it i want to hear it just Remy's don't allergic
0: to peanuts that, that fair enough
2: okay so he that's why he had to build a thing out of sliders
1: <laughs> instead of peanut butter cup there we go it all makes sense now you're welcome everyone <laughs> yeah that, that was a really cute character but um you know, I mean, just in terms of that we're meeting yeah. these people and we're getting these, these little these little things, like I said earlier, these little nuggets to kind of understand who they are and how they interact with each other. So I love the idea of Nadia just right. frantically, you know, scribbling on a napkin so she doesn't have to talk to people and Remy being like, how can I improve the structural integrity of my slider tower?
0: Yeah, like he's <laughs> almost kind of reaching across the aisle there, kind of being like, hey,
1: I'll,
0: I'll try to engage with this person. And she's still like, nope, Thanks. Bye. (laughs) And Irene, of course, just being so sweet and bringing up work. Like, that's, I think you're totally right that each of them really embodied their character. And I think that that was also why their voices were very easy to hear for me. Yes.
1: I did. I did like uh, Remy. Remy digging into or attempting to at least uh, mm-hmm. to rip open his swag bag early. I enjoyed and it. And then yeah. trying to accessorize his his uh, his fancy armor vest with a fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, now I know who this guy is. I know where he's coming from.
0: Absolutely, you could picture it. Like they're all sitting there. You <laughs> can picture this big beautiful room with a squat bartender and everybody at these. Tables.
2: Right. Oh my gosh.
0: And as they're talking, there's just one person in the audience who's like fumbling around and they're making all the noise but it's all just muffled noise and it's remy trying to open this bag uh which i like that clint required certain things and made them kind of think it wasn't that they could immediately open the bag and find yeah. whatever mm-hmm. dumbass thing travis said was in his oh koozie yes, like, like, yeah <laughs> koozie's in his so it was. I liked those interesting little details. Yeah. I think my,
1: I was instinctively listening to the description of the vest, thinking about cosplay, even though I'm not planning to do that. Um, it's like my brain is hardwired to think. Oh, okay. I got to listen to exactly what the the, uh, the shape and design of this vest is. Like, oh
0: God, how many pockets? Mm-hmm. How how close is it going to be to the Junin pockets of yours? Was
1: that <laughs> Maybe Junin.
0: I, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> not <under> aware. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> I never built one, but I watched my friends fall to the Toonin vest back in the day. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. That ge- that speaks to his character, and immediately we get the sense that Irina's sweet, and she's going to do her job, and she fits exactly what Justin said in that first episode. Yeah. Like, she's likable. It-, it fits in her being in HR, and then Nadia knowing what she's about, which is essentially like, this party's dumb. Can I please get back to work? on the things that I came here to do or that she feels that she came here to do. And then Remy is enjoying the moment and he is gonna at least kind of try to get to know his teammates and enjoy these sliders. And he's a little restless. So yeah, all very appreciated that they're already in that mindset of who their characters are.
2: And already have the understanding of how they need to interact with each other.
0: For sure. Like,
2: um... Travis bringing up how Nadia needs to push uh, Remy and yeah. when Remy was being kind of hesitant about things.
1: Yeah, I think we're we're already seeing the fate system being different from D&D because it's so much focused more on like, and this is how I'm going to interact with this character rather than this is the action that I'm going to take from um, sort of a more self-centered way of playing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we're already seeing that and that's that's super interesting to me.
0: Sidebar, how cute was it when we when you heard that moment of uh, Trav rustling some dice and you were like, oh, <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a moment, I was like, oh, yeah, here it comes. And they talked about dice ASMR. And I was like, to be real, though, I, when I very first started listening to The Adventure Zone, one of my selling points to other people was that as a person who played D&D on and off, like never for long periods of time, but enough that I appreciate Dungeons & Dragons, there, there was a comforting element to hearing them rolling dice and yeah. reading off numbers. Oh, I, I totally it. loved it. Yeah,
2: I was devastated on the episode when they had the dice box and they're like if you notice you can't hear my diets. I'm like yeah. no get rid of it like, <laughs> I, I really want to hear them
1: yeah, I think you have yeah. this like Pavlovian response maybe to um, not quite Pavlovian but yeah I mean you we have this start
0: drooling. <laughs> but no like... yeah you need
1: Mountain Dew and Doritos like immediately but um... <laughs> 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 no I mean I think you know if you've ever done tabletop gaming I think you have this association this positive association with the sound and just yeah. having it in the background you're like
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. that's
1: reminding me of this good stuff
0: yeah, it feels like you're there with your friends playing a tabletop game. So there, w- there was that brief moment when you heard, you just heard it like in his hand. It was like, oh yeah, there they are. There are the dice. But that's not this system. So everybody get it out of your mind. It's not going to happen. So first of all, when it became Suddenly Escape Room, I thought, okay, this is what I thought. When Clint was giving us all these numbers and very distinct things that were in this room and as how they were laid out uh my thing was totally wrong though i was like easy it's a matter of uh alphabetical order <laughs> just leave the room in alphabetical order
1: i mean that would have been a decent like team building exercise at a normal place but if they're gonna give you superpowers you probably have to go a little little like cut above little there <laughs> no like yeah. tinker toy mm-hmm. towers that, mine
0: was like clown town kindergarten how to leave the room wait 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 i got this i
1: got this clown town kindergarten (laughs)
0: listen forget that it's because we talked about (laughs) alphabet city and that Abby requested it. That was all a little too, okay, ABCs. Oh, okay. A, B, B. You know what I mean? Like, that was where my mind was.
1: That is fair. I went where Justin did of thinking, oh, maybe the songs are numbered on the jukebox. Um,
0: yes. Although I didn't like- Once the numbers came into play. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm totally off.
1: Well, and he and he hesitated, you know, about even saying that and saying that it was dumb. But hey, first rule of Puzzle Club is there are no stupid ways to attempt to solve a puzzle. You always have to go with whatever pops into your head because- because half of the time it's right. Sure. Um, yeah. And then when the numbers came, I, I don't know. I thought I was trying to make it like a colors numbers connection, and I was thinking about like Pantone colors, which was not really. I mean, in the right vicinity, but not not right. So I didn't figure it out either. <laughs> because... And I still like I have
2: um, puzzles like that. Like anything that's strictly auditory is my personal terror zone. Like I <laughs> start panicking mm-hmm. that I'm not gonna because I have to remember it. I can't look at it. Oh God. Um, so I kind of, I didn't check out by any means, but I did start being like, I would never get out of here. <laughs> I wish I would just be living here
0: forever. We live in this party zone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank God there's sliders. Yeah, but Remy has them all. This is true. I'd have oh, to form have an to alliance. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like I would actually do okay in a in an escape room. Like, if I were physically in there, which we need to do that. Next time, there is one in... The Sioux, I think. When we go visit mom. What?
0: I'm pretty sure I saw one. I was like, what? It's It's here? Holy crap. And come up to Michigan. (laughs) We got this. Okay, now that everybody knows what our plans are for the holidays, everybody
1: meet us. Meet us up in the Sioux. Wait, your plan is you want to be locked in a room for the holidays? (laughs) Yes. Well, yes.
2: Yes. At least for a couple hours. I just want to show my prowess in getting out of a room. Um, But no, so I feel like if I were actually there, I'd figure it out or I'd be an active part in figuring it out. But no, listening to it, I was like trying to I was writing numbers down and then they bring up the color spectrum. I was like, well, where were colors? And then I had to like go back and listen to it again. I was like, oh, God. So I've still listened to it. I've listened to that part about four times, and I still don't have it down. So in my notes, I wrote, are they actual geniuses? Like, oh, good.
0: Yeah. My dumbass only wrote down their names in alphabetical order, because I was like, you guys, I'm telling you. Abby Lee's first, and then Addison. I, like, had this all figured out. But it was because... I didn't realize that it was, like, each of the tables versus each other. I thought it was oh. like That, too. No,
2: yeah. that, too.
0: And I thought it was,
2: like, per table. Like, the tables had to leave in the right order. So not so much just the person, like, the group. But then, obviously, by the end of it, you're like, oh, it is a competition. Whoever wins right. gets well, superpowers, but...
0: And I guess, you know, maybe we'll see if, like, they get kind of a bonus for being the first ones out, which I like that it was like, just run for the door. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, I thought that meant that they were the only ones who got it. Oh, the only people who get upgraded?
2: It's just those three. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, I think you're right. I think you might be right because I... (laughs) (laughs) That
0: just seems so harsh.
2: That's... You gotta be quick. You gotta know your colors, apparently.
0: yes. I mean, you would think if you had, like, this brilliant skin cocoon as they kept calling it you would like oh, you god know, and now don't call record. it that, please. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta press the flesh in the skin cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting well so my next question i guess we sort of answered it was what sort of roles do you think that the other branches or departments are going to play in this commitment story
2: Mm, i think unless Anne wants to go i'm still thinking yeah <laughs> you can go, so go okay ahead, um so i think they'll play it'll kind of be like a balance thing where there'll be like a johan or a leon where it's just kind of they show up okay. but they're not integral yeah. to the story
0: um first
1: of all how dare you just <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> i'm a little I'm, i feel like i'm still a little confused about the organization because we know they've got all of these bran- it's 11 branches is that right um 12 i think is it 12 yeah uh so yeah i should be taking notes on these things to understand okay. clint's richly detailed world a little better but he says in this episode doesn't he say there are like 24 people total on the bird? is that like there are 24 people in this party just in the party. because okay. there are
0: the 12 branches and it's the and it's only the like department the- heads
1: and the new recruits okay yeah, because I'm not sure if I if I fully grasp, like, it's a, supposed to be a small organization, so I just have questions about how how large is it. I mean, it obviously has to be fairly big to, to have a secret base, unless you're, like, airbnb the rest of it, you know, um, just to <laughs> fill some empty rooms. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then they were, they, I mean, I know it was a running gag about it being a cult, but I have to tell you, by the, <laughs> <laughs> by the end, though... When they're talking to Potts, who, I, I have to point out, it is hilarious that uh, that Clint went with that voice for a guy whose name is Potts, the sort of, like... Hippy <laughs> dippy, sort of crunchy sounding, maybe high guys name Potts really is me. Right? Um, yes. But so they're talking to him, and they ask again about it not being a cult. And I had this moment like, oh man, what if? What if the twist in the future is that the Fellowship is actually evil? Uh oh. And it just seems benevolent. Ooh. <laughs> I say
2: we said it now for first first episode, which means it's definitely wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're calling no, but now. But I love it. The do good Fellowship a little on the nose, huh? Might be it is evil. Nose, yeah. But uh, that was what everybody assumed of the Bureau of Balance.
1: That's true, yeah. That's my, my crazy conspiracy conspiracy theory is out there now.
2: I love it. It's always going to sit there like, but what if?
0: <laughs> so regarding this clearly evil organization and all these other departments, my takeaway in this first episode was that I was very impressed to see how much Clint set up just yeah. to start out. Mm-hmm. And like how many characters he already threw in the mix. And to give him props, mm-hmm.
2: already have the character voices for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And one of them
1: is Irish. And one of them I is that. Irish. That I loved
2: that. That was great. I love that. And I loved ago. the... Um, yeah, I think it's Justin in the background. Because like, yes, like
0: he's yes, so... yeah, hell yeah,
1: in the background. Yeah, it's like, yep, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same Justin. <laughs> I, I also I liked the, the the Fargo voice as well. That was that was pretty great. Yes, I loved it. I love the swig big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as someone who doesn't have a huge range in her voice and has tried to do voices in the past, either for myself or if I am like live streaming a game. Accents are a very good way to differentiate, so I appreciate seeing Clint using that same method.
1: I think he was changing his voice a little bit, too, while he was doing the accent. Uh, certainly. Like, the pitch was a little different. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Definitely a man who's been on radio forever is, <laughs> yeah, doing better than me reading fucking comic books to myself. Uh, it's, not sure. my, it's not my it's area either. <laughs> that's what that's my,
1: my worst fear whenever I have puppets out and about is somebody will ask me to do a voice. I can't. I can't. I, I cannot do this voice. <laughs> I just
0: can't, okay? Okay. <laughs> Uh, But so for this first episode, we kind of got a feel of the organization. We definitely got a feel for all their characters.
1: And well, and we do have one. There was one major, major plot point in this episode at the very end that the powers only work if the three of them are within 100 yards of each other, which is a big deal. I love that I thought that was such a good add-on. Totally brilliant. (laughs) Because that opens up so many avenues of, you know, ways to have people interact, ways to have them fight with each other. If, you know, somebody decides that they don't really Mm want to do this anymore, that they can kind of screw over the other two just by leaving uh, you know or the bad guys could kidnap one or you know i mean there's all these all these things that you can do with that just by adding that one like seemingly small detail that one little caveat to these powers of you know you're gonna be gods but also there's fine print
2: you're gonna be gods and best friends
0: (laughs) you're gonna be gods you're gonna be best friends and uh on that note that last line right
1: yeah that was a great line
2: which I want to, I want to bring up something because, okay, I giggle a lot about do good. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Okay. But what if it's an acronym oh for something more?
0: For something.
2: I don't know what that is yet. I kind of want to play with it now, Listen. but I'm like, I'm putting that out there <laughs> that what if. It's not what we think but it is. But do
0: good might be. I
2: raised my eyebrows. You can't tell. It's an audio medium, <laughs> but, but it, they were there. If you
0: picture Brittany Bailey, she's got one eyebrow raised real high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rock up in here.
2: <laughs> I try. I try to live my and life by rock means every day. <laughs> the
0: people's eyebrow
2: is up there, and begging you to think about this. That's my so little add-on. What we're
0: taking away from this show, this uh, fan cast, is we don't trust any of these boys. <laughs> well, I trust the
2: players. I don't trust Clint.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Griffin must have gotten that diabolical DM streak from somewhere. It might have been
0: his dad. So there's there's a level of mistrust we love it but also don't touch us that's where we're coming from here
1: is that that our tagline
0: (laughs) we love you get away from me
1: (laughs) oh gosh
0: so with that i think that'll do it for us for this week and uh oh exciting news two of us on the show get to see our boys in just a few days
1: well, less less than that for me. I'm I'm leaving in oh, uh, less than twelve hours um, oh, no, to right. go to the <laughs> Atlanta uh, for Mabim Bam, and then I'm I'm meeting you in Nashville for mm-hmm. uh, Adventure Zone and Bam.
0: Hell yeah! Saturday night we got the Adventure Zone, and then Sunday night is Mabim Bam. I'm so jazzed about it. I'm not so jazzed that our third party, my dear sister, can't be with us in. The musical city
1: of Nashville. I'm very. I am genuinely very sad about that. It is sad.
2: Say, I'll build a snowman in memory <laughs> of of the old. The what? one I got to see the San Diego version of Taz Live. Can you make snow McElroys? I can try. Please make snow
0: McElroys.
2: I I I make no promises.
0: <laughs> oh, and there's one more thing I have to mention. Because it's kind of similar to our first episode where when we were learning about the Inuit legends when it comes to Irene, the fact that Walking on Sunshine <laughs> played twice, I was like, "Britney Bailey is living for this. Anytime I hear the name <laughs> Walking on Sunshine, I think of my dear sister. She loves that song.
2: Oh, and it was so great when he immediately, Travis immediately was like, Katrina the Waves. I was like, oh my God. Like, he knew <laughs> who said it. He was like, oh, Trav, you and me, let's be besties. <laughs> that and, um, do you guys know the Garth Brooks song? Uh,
1: oh shoot. Batten on Rouge, going on on Rouge. I don't. I, I, th- I was totally lost in the Garth Brooks conversation.
2: Okay. I had to listen to that song every day going to school when I was in eighth grade because my friend's sister was obsessed with it. So every day I had to, not even eighth grade, (laughs) I think freshman year, anyway. But so when they played that, I was like, now (laughs) looking back, I was like, it is a great song. It's like, Operator, what you put me out there? I've got to send my love down to Baton Rouge. (laughs) And that Justin (laughs) joined the party so he could run up and get that song playing. Again, I'm just, there is some kind of wonderful connection with these human boys that make me love what they're doing even more.
0: Yeah, no, there's certainly an appreciation. Um, beyond just the content they are putting out.
1: Yes. that is. I think that's very true.
0: So, okay. We all talked about our favorite songs being by Garth Brooks and <laughs> what was it, Brittany?
2: Katrina and the Waves. Thank you. Walking on Sunshine.
0: And that will do it for us for real this time. Uh, what did you guys think of this episode of The Adventure Zone? Feel free to get at us over on our Twitter at RomancingZone. Till next time, I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. I'm Anne Curran, And we've been Romancing the Zone. Thank you